And welcome back to Poet Up, the podcast where we talk all things whiskey. I'm your host, Mike Outcall. Deb Mitchell. As always, joined with us, lovely producer Rose Haig. We've got a special episode for you today. This is the third annual Poet Up Best in Class. If you're new to the show, then welcome. If you're a hardened veteran of the show, you'll know this is where we uh, find the best whiskeys of the year that we loved drinking throughout the year of 2021. COVID year number two. It's been a tough year for whiskeys, but you guys know that. That's no secret. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Do you want to elaborate on what you mean by it's been a, a tough year for whiskey? I would like to elaborate on that by saying it sucked. Everything <laughs> is unobtainable. There's three times as many people as last year. Well, wait a minute. What about Cat's Eye Distillery's Obtainium? That's obtainable. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably still is. <laughs> Speaking of Cat's Eye, quick note on them. They're coming out with a 27-year light Canadian whiskey. I think it's popping up in Minnesota right now, 190 to $220. My buddy's like, you want one? And I was like, shoot, you know I do. But then I was like, I've also blew my whiskey budget to hell, so please please don't buy me one. Even just this morning, they did the Strain Hands... The Snowflake release. Stranahan Snowflake. Brought to you by Red Rocks Amphitheater. Yeah, at the iconic Red Rocks Amphitheater, which we walked around and the other day. What was it? Opened at, like, I didn't do it, but I think it opened at 8. And Gates people eight. got there at, like, 6, and there was five to 600 people ahead of them. Yeah, and they basically said, don't form a line of cars around the city of Morrison. People did anyways. And then you get a ticket and you got to sit in Red Rocks for seven and a half hours. You get held hostage for a bottle of Stranahan Snowflake. And there's like, what, 2,000 bottles? Something like that? I don't know. Again, yeah. I didn't go. I obviously don't care that much. So they had, all these, they had all these specific instructions. And if you don't know, Stranahan's is a distiller here in Colorado. And I like their core products. I like their store picks at Cask Strength a lot. But they do an annual release called Snowflake. And usually people just camp out outside the distillery and they decided in the middle of COVID that's probably not a good idea. So they had all these like rules and regulations for how you can get a bottle of snowflake. And I think it was, you could get four bottles if you had a ticket, but they had 2000 bottles, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. It's I don't usually know. Like over a thousand. You had to jump through a lot of hoops to get it. And from what I've heard, I've tried snowflake at whiskey fest 2018. I thought it was great. I don't think it's sit at Red Rocks Amphitheater for eight hours with nothing to do great. So, back to asking me what's why 2021 was such a hard year. That's why. There's twice as many people looking for half as many bottles with all the shipping issues and everything. All Everything's right. delayed. Supply chain issues. I mean, even what we're going to warm up with here, the FAEO2, which Mike just got today, because I think yep. it just probably hit Colorado like this weekend. I haven't seen him before now. And that's what, like six months late, I want to say? Yeah, I think they were supposed to roll that out a while back. We got the FAU 01 right at the beginning of the year and super excited for it. Really excited to see they were doing an 02. And then there was all these just delays on getting the rollout out. Rare whiskey events, I guess, just don't happen anymore. Yep. So you're basically only lotteries or only 
if you get tipped off by someone that has something and then everyone gets angry when you show up at the store. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, any, any mixture of those is why I'm going to be a Scrooge about 2021 whiskey. Yep. Lump of coal in your stocking from Devin Mitchell. That's all you get. Every year from now on. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) there, it seems like there was no camping out for rare whiskey events. I haven't seen any, um, like whiskey wheels yet. Super rare events, um, moved. So I lost some of the, the con the connections that I'd been building for a couple years. And that one stings a lot because you know, you support a business for a while and then all of a sudden you live far enough away. You can't get into that shop when the owner's there. It just feels like the relationship is dead. Yeah. It's tough. Definitely hurts. Luckily I won a couple of things. Got super lucky there. I joined 5280 Whiskey, an amazing club here in town. I got some good bottles there, but I think I'm with you overall. Finding rare whiskey is definitely a challenge these days. I'm hopeful, though, because when COVID ends and they start getting the distributions and stuff back out, it'll probably go at least at least better than this year. I don't know if it'll go back to normal, but every year it seems like it's a tougher new normal. Yeah. What kind of, let me ask you this, what kind of rare whiskey events would you like to see for allocated whiskeys? Because you mentioned a story there where we got a tip that a drop was happening. We went into the store. Apparently 30 to 40 other people got that tip too. So they're all standing around 30 minutes before the drop happens. The drop happens. Everybody grabs the whiskey. The liquor buyer, uh, it, you know, understandably gets pretty upset about that. Well, I think he was upset just because it was like, you know, Black Friday store opening. Like they're setting all this stuff out on the shelves and like, I don't know why, but for some reason we're like the first people there, but we just like don't even get in line. <laughs> we're just talking to this there was rep. There was no line. Yeah, there was no line. Anyway, like if this line starts forming, we're just like, oh, whatever. You know, we're just keep talking and everything. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, flags down in NASCAR and everyone just like moved to the front. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. They must have been pretty new because some of the stuff they picked totally sucked. Yeah. Somebody they picked like Buffalo Trace 1.75 liter. <laughs> like, well, we got up there was like like number 30 or something. And, and by the time we got up there. There was no crowd around anything. Everybody was already at the registers, and we were just sitting there just kind of looking at it. And the last guy, I mean, there was, what, two bookers, three Blue Note 17s? Yeah. And nobody took those. They took, like, the Sazerac rye and whatever else was on it. Somebody grabbed a Dickel bottle and bond over bookers and Woodford batch proof. I'm like, really? And I finally just got up there and saw the Blue Note 17 and said, well, I don't know what the hell's wrong with everyone, so I guess I'm just going to get this. <laughs> and we love, anyway. We love Blue Note on the show, too, if you haven't checked out the episode of Macaulay Williams or our Blue Note lineup, Part Blue. So as far as, you know, rare whiskey releases, I think that was my one release. And maybe I was just upset at what people picked, thinking, you know what, I don't even, I don't even know what this is anymore. Yeah, and so, you know, back to the question of how would you prefer to do an allocated release because, you know, they're going to do this drop. We had some inside info. We showed up. Everybody else did too. The buyer's upset. I think he should be, right, because his manager's on his ass. They want this to try and last part of the day, most of the day, trickle out here. They're also doing the Bourbon County releases. And, you know, if there wasn't 30 people there to buy all that whiskey. I think the first person that saw it's just going to take a picture and put that on social media or blast uh, blast it on Reddit. And then all of a sudden you have 
a mad dash of 500 people from around town trying to get in that store to buy all that stuff. So I don't know. It's We're in a tough spot. You got to get stupid lucky to win something on in a raffle or a lottery. You got to have some inside information. You got to try not to burn any bridges with people that you love working with. The store, the, the liquor buyer of this store is a, a good friend of mine now that we've lived here for a while. I go in and chat with them all the time. Uh, I usually buy something if it's some seltzers or some beers or one of their store picks looking for something interesting to try out I'll go in and chat with this guy and I usually end up spending like 45 minutes talking with this guy he's been a really good guy so I can see where the frustration comes from there but I'm just wondering how we can do it better how they can do releases that would work for people that support that store I I think I think a lot of it goes back to in my opinion just building relationships, right? You know the people that are going to shop in your store. You see them in there all the time. They talk to you all the time. Hook those people up. Or just don't do a release and like every hour put out like a bottle. Because you know that bottle's going to be gone in five minutes. And then if there's no other bottles laying around, then people aren't going to take pictures of it because there's nothing else there. Yeah, I like that. That just seems interesting, Just trickle it onto the shelves right? like a... You know, stores used to 15 years ago when they Just sold go. products. Whoop, there's a bomb burger. <laughs> right. A couple hours later, oops, thanks for coming in. But uh, I mean, uh, the allocated game has gotten insane, right? And some of the stores are using like Tap Hunter around town. They'll just blast out. They're like, we got a William, uh, or sorry, W.L. Weller foolproof. William pick. LaRue Turkey 101 Senator. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they, phrase it as W.L. Weller foolproof when they got theirs in. And I talked to him about this and like, well, the owners of the store like to like see a spectacle. So they love to blast this out and say, we have a foolproof. And the guy was like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. There was like 50 people like burning rubber in the parking lot and sprinting in the store. And they're like, where's the Wellers? And just like yelling at store staff. And I was like, I absolutely hate that. I don't want to fight people in line for whiskey. I want us to like walk in, walk out, have a good time, chat Especially with people, when socialize. Lose, you know, like right. It's just there's you've never lost ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting, but I think I'm right there with you with how frustrating getting rare whiskey can be. That being said, I got extremely lucky um, being part of the 5280 Whiskey Society and winning some some whiskeys in uh, some raffles. So we can talk about those a little bit later on the show, but. Speaking of rare whiskey, Whew. don't you just love a good segue? Oh, man. We got a bottle of something to give away, right? Yeah, we do. You want to give away some? You and want... it's going to create some burning tires. And, oh, man. You know, some gonna... soccer mom fights and some van crashes. I don't know where I'm going to give this. it away on Tap Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to follow Poet up on Tap Hunter to get this pick. I don't know how that would And then you got to purchase it through cask cartel <laughs> <laughs> get it on we'll give you a code word get it on taters to get 50 percent off so it's still only 500 percent more than you should pay potater it up potater <laughs> <laughs> all right we're off the rails here oh but. man but it's gonna be a blanton single barrel Ooh, girl Ooh. it's a blanton's it is the just original single barrel mic yeah the original. The first one that's ever come out of one single barrel ever. Warehouse H. It's been a while since we've done a good old-fashioned Warehouse H. Yeah, that's because you can't get anything from Warehouse H. That's what we just talked about. It's in Warehouse H because it's hot. It's hot. 
It's hot in warehouse H. They make a good single barrel. Anyway, what's the giveaway phrase for that? What are, how are we going to do this? I think it should just be tater. It reminds me of an old uh, uh, Ron White joke where he gets pulled over and they're asking if he has any aliases. And he's like, tater salad. They call me tater salad. You caught me. You caught the tater tot. um go watch some ron white if you haven't already but yeah so the way this works welcome to the show if you haven't done this before is we give away whiskey because we love sharing it with the community so bottle of blanton's up for grabs it's either a b or an o top we'd have to go check but it's it's up there um one of them rose gave to me for an anniversary gift for valentine's day gift for my birthday gift She's just shaking her head every time I said something. I'm dumb. <laughs> she gave it to me as a birthday gift. So that one I'm going to try to keep for sentimental value. But the other one we're giving out away to you. And the way you can enter is you follow us on Instagram. That's at PoetUpOfficial. P-O-I-T-U-P Official. Like the post. Tag three friends. That gets you an entry. You can get an additional entry for each three friends that you tag you get two entries for sharing to your story and if you dm us the code word tater we'll double your entries so you could have a lot of entries to win a sweet bottle of blantons that horsey top the octagon shape the iconic tater bottle to end all tater bottles we got it giving it away to you just for listening in to our best in class well, anyway, I'm tired of John all night. Let's get into what we're warming up with, and you. that's that FAEO2. We've only mentioned five times, said everything about, so we're not going to say anything about it here, other than it's here, baby. Yeah, and so this was what? It was supposed to be here six months ago, and now we have it. Super good stuff. It it hit, like, today was the, the actual date that we're For, recording yeah, this. Colorado. In Colorado, yeah. Let's do I, a, a. I ordered one from California and came out a while ago and got mm-hmm. totally raked over the coals for it, but I'm proud of it. Yep. Well, I, I bought you one because I went into a local store. Saw it on Reddit, actually. Thanks, Redditor, whoever pointed this out. He's like, hey, this liquor store five feet from your house has FAEO2. And I was like, wow, I'm going to go buy those. So I did. Enthralling story, right? But <laughs> it's called dollar cost <laughs> averaging. Now I'm down to like. 80 bucks. There you go. That's pretty good. I mean, I'd pay that for these limited stave finish series. These things are awesome. Absolutely. Record date is December 4th, 2021 for this best in class episode. In case you're wondering, I am going to Bardstown, Kentucky on December 11th to compete in world's top whiskey taster finals for the chance to win $20,000 bourbon stewardship, become a brand rep and park the mobile tasting wagon anywhere you want. But Super excited for that. Back to Maker's Mark FAEO2. I loved the 01. We loved the SE4PR5 and the RC6, all the predecessors of this one. Devin's got a collection of them at home. And a collection in my belly. And it's his favorite, (laughs) one of his favorite whiskeys to drink. So we're warming up with it here, getting ready. This one is 109 proof, 109.1. And 54.55%. Right on the bottle here, it says a texture-forward expression that's full-bodied with notes of toasted oak and a rich, creamy finish. They really don't give you a lot there. It's for you to discover yourself, Mike, Mm. through tasting. I thought that was Bardstown's Discovery Series. It's going to happen right now. If you put them together, it's a fusion series. 
this one's none of the, I'll discover it. <laughs> well, you're, you're the whole sampler pack, huh? Uh-huh. You know it. <laughs> All right, well, let's dive in. Let's do just like a little little nose palette finish just for funs and see what we say. What are you getting? What do you want to tell people about? Well, it's fantastic. Tons of shoot. Tons of toasted oak. Lots of caramel. Reminds me actually a lot of the SC4 PR5. The Super 5? Yeah, a lot of toffee. Just a lot of good like sweet honey and caramel notes and cinnamon. Yeah. Spice cabinet. <laughs> Old spice <laughs> cabinet. Before this episode, Devin came over. He bought a bottle of Woodenville bourbon from the state of Washington. And right on the back, it says, it smells like a whole spice cabinet. No descriptors. Not just baking spice, spice cabinet. The whole spice cabinet. So I went over. We've got a spice cabinet right here. And we spilled a bunch of turmeric in it. And it smells like citrusy turmeric. That's all I got. And I don't think the whiskey smells like that. What are you getting on the palate? Since um, you're some big spice cabinet expert. <laughs> big spice cabinet Unlike expert. Woodenville. Uh, if, I, if I talk about the nose, I feel like the FAEO2 falls a little flat on the nose, but it's very welcoming. But it's, it's inviting. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. If you spin it in your glass, it kicks up that funky wheat, which I think is real nice and, and kind of kind of skunky in a good way. Um, but yeah, super toffee. A lot of uh, creamy creamy flavors there. A lot of rich vanilla, caramel, that toasted oak. Um, very oily on the palate. And I think it's I think it's exceptional. They just they can't do any wrong with these uh these limited releases. So I just take a little pause there. And we just took another sip and all I could think is this reminds me a lot of old Fitzgerald. It's a weeded bourbon and right on the palate too, I get a lot of tobacco plum raisin and it's oily but it becomes like kind of effervescent mid-palate and the heat never gets unbearable no yeah it's really really subtle on the palate it's got that famous maker's mark raisiny taste but for Mm -hmm. for the weeded bourbons yeah it doesn't really ramp up it just enters stays and that's it. It's actually kind of nice. Yeah. I think my only complaint is the nose is a little too subtle, unless you start kicking up for get some skunkiness there. Yeah. And back in, that that finish lasts what seems like a lifetime. It's still going. It's Just good. sits Very there. Very long finish. Sits there, super long finish. Um, I don't know. I love, love these stay finished till the day I die. So keep getting them. Go find yourself some F-A-2, FAEO2. It's in Colorado now. I'll give you the full review after I have... Six more bottles of it. Because that's about <laughs> how much of these limited releases we typically buy <laughs> per year. Right. And you want to talk about the whiskeys you have been buying? Because you can't find any rare stuff this year. What have you been buying? Oh, man, we have been settling in. And for bargains, I mean, we always we always look to see what we can get. But we always come up empty-handed. We're snagging that Maker's 101. Mm-hmm. fantastic expression for the price. What have you been snagging when you come up empty-handed every time like this year's oh been happening? God. I'm all over the board, man. I also, buy whatever. I think we pretty much have stock in Talisker 10 by now. Yeah, and Lefroig. And Lefroig. We still have it. We still don't have any land, though. We haven't filled out the pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time you buy a bottle of Lefroig, they give you a little No, you only says, get one. Doesn't matter how many uh, you buy. Yeah, okay. you can't, otherwise, we'd own the entire Isle of Isla. 
Jesus. It'd be it'd be Mitchell's Mitchell's <laughs> Island. That's right. Um, if I come up in empty-handed, usually I'm just grabbing some beer or some seltzer. To tell you the truth, there's not a ton of like every now and then I'll get experimental and be like, hmm, I wonder if that bottle is good. And I've been burned on that a couple of times. Not to name any names there, but um, yeah, and we like we just have so much whiskey, it's insane. Um, is there like a tater seltzer market that we just don't know about? Not yet. Oh, Not man. until the Goose Island seltzers come out. The, aged the in Goose Island barrels. bland seltzers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> aged for tw- aged for twelve seconds, just like the PBR White Lightning. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I bought a couple bottles of Basil Hayden's Toast, thinking that was going to be like a, a big thing that I could, you know, share a couple with some friends, and nobody wants them. And that's because I tried it, and it's not great. I think the toast thing is a gimmick. The only person that's doing only person only brand that's doing it right is Mictors. Their toasted program oh, is awesome, fantastic. But the Elijah Craig toasted don't love it. The Elijah Craig rye don't love it. Basil Hayden's toast I think is at eighty proof. It's just like I don't know. It's not great. It's yeah. kind of flavorless. It has a nice finish. If you want a nice switch up from drinking robust cask strength whiskey into something really light, then I think that's a good option. But let me go all the way back here. Answer your question. If I strike out. Usually, what I'm looking for to buy almost every time is like a Knob Creek store pick. You oh, just, you just yeah, can't Knob go Creek's. wrong. I mean, everybody. I try to shy away from the ones that are around nine, but anything over nine, I'm done. And it kind of sucks because you have to do your own now. math. Yeah, but like, oh well, okay. Well, there you go. I guess I don't buy that. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like we don't see the 14 and a half years anymore. They're gone. Anything over 12 15 is, is even gone. allocated now. 12 is allocated. A bunch of people stole those over, um, Shit, man. the bookers and thought that was going to be my secret. The Woodford and the blue note 17 at that allocated release. We went to yeah, people took knob Creek dumb. 12 before that knob Creek store picks though. seems like everybody gets them and they're always fantastic. So if I'm striking out, I'm grabbing those. Yeah. Or just store picks in general. Any of the makers' store picks of, I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. even know how those store picks work. I guess, like, just every you store gets the their staves. own staves. There's, like, a thousand combinations or something. Yeah, you pick them. Or, or you get that Wild Turkey 101. I get that Wild Turkey 101. Oh, shit, throw it down. Oh, right out. Hey, Devin. Yeah. It's me, Matthew McConaughey. I loved being on this show so much. All right. I came back for a second <laughs> time. All right. Why not three times? Hey, Mike, All right. you know what I like about Wild Turkey 101? What do you like about Wild Turkey 101, Those allocated Matthew bourbons Mc- just Donahue, keep getting hey. older. Wild Turkey 101 is still always there. <laughs> <laughs> always stays All the right. same All age. Right. <laughs> well, Wild Turkey used to be a seven-year age statement, <laughs> but I think they've gone away with that, and they just put aged longer on the bottle. Do they still do that? We have one here. <laughs> no, no way does it say aged longer. I swear the last one I had, it said aged longer. No, can't be that. But I think they went away with it. And I can barely read, so this is going to take a little while, but... (laughs) (laughs) You could do the old Matthew McConaughey joke where he's like, Hey, Devin, you know what I love about these wild turkey 101s? I keep getting older. (laughs) They keep getting younger. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Also good, to a point. I mean, eventually it hits... You know, back to birth age, and then then it's uh, unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. If I'm striking out, I'm getting Wild Turkey 101. If I need it, use it for cocktail, shoot it, do whatever the hell you want. I love Wild Turkey 101, and then their whole core line of products is great too. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. But when you don't strike out, 
you get into the next segment of best in class ratings. Best in class. What are we starting off with there? I don't know. We're going to do best in class for rye, bourbon, scotch, Irish, Japanese, and a budget pick. Adding a new category this year. Well, I mean, we just told the budget pick. All right, let's let's talk budget picks again, real quick. All right, let's start there. All right, uh, what you got? <laughs> what's your favorite budget pick? Other than the Makers One Hundred One, this Wild Turkey One Hundred One. Hell let's yeah! Let's see, what are we going with? And define budget. I think under twenty-five bucks. I don't think I buy anything under in that thirty range, bucks. So that's tough for me. Let's talk like fifty and under. That's like budget these days. Okay. All right. When you're 50 and when you're running out with blue run that no one's ever even heard of before. And they're like, we can sell for (laughs) (laughs) $219.99. I'd say the other picks are probably, you know, Russell's 10 really like that stuff. Um, or the single, which one's the single, the red, the red label versus Mm -hmm. the white label, right? Yeah, one's a 10-year, the others are store picks. Sometimes it's hard to tell Oh, the is that difference. the difference of them? Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Well, they're both good. So yeah. they're they're both in there. Also wild turkey. These are these are slightly over, but um you know, you know I'm going to that Talisker 10 every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So good. You should be able to find that for about 55. Breaks the rule, but I don't care. Yep. So I break the rules. Mhm. And also the Freud 10. Yep. Got to go for that, even though that shouldn't be over that much, but I guess it just is now because scotch is just impossible to get. Nice. Anyway, what are your picks? Uh, Evan Williams. Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. You can get Ancient Age that for under 10 bucks. Evan Williams Eggnog. <laughs> the Evan Williams Eggnog <laughs> is awful. Don't buy it. If you like Eggnog, you probably like it. I don't like Eggnog, so there you go. I think Eggnog is okay at best. Anywho, uh, Ancient Age for less than ten dollars. You can get a bottle of Ancient Age for nine nine ninety nine. I think that's a fantastic whiskey. You tell me price. with a straight face right now. When the last time you've bought a bottle of Ancient Age was? I drank a bottle. I killed in a bottle of Ancient Age yesterday. Really? Yesterday. It was purchased a long time ago. But yeah, good mixer. All right. Uh, just, just my saying. budget pick though and I think the ultimate budget pick I'm going to give it the budget pick of the year here Wild Turkey 101 who lord about a 7 year age high rye whiskey it's man got a, that mash bill just got speaks a turkey to me. right on the bottle you looking for a good christmas <laughs> gift for give someone in your family give them the bird oh, yeah <laughs> man what happened to those commercials <laughs> yeah no, I, I always used to remember you see those commercials and it's just like Slam. Give him the bird, and they like this. There was this guy that was eyeing that guy across the bar, and he's just like kind of nods. <laughs> I bet you anything, if you do that in a straight bar, that guy's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, they slam. <laughs> I don't a, care what you go. Slam a <laughs> bottle of wild turkey on the table and like, give him the bird. And now they're like Matthew McConaughey, and this is like someone's gonna be like, oh hell no, <laughs> Russell's legacy, and we're all about like inclusion and a real bourbon. And <laughs> basically, beforehand, they're like, fuck you, wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Wild Turkey 101. Love that stuff. 19 to 22 bucks. You can find it anywhere. You strike out, you grab that. It's fantastic. You can drink it straight, put it in a cocktail, mix it, shoot it, do whatever the hell you Snort want it. with it. Chug it from the bottle. Do your best Matthew McConaughey impressions with it all day. Love Wild Turkey. And then you get the whole lineup of other stuff outside of there in that family too. So budget pick of the year, poet up. Give him the bird. It's wild turkey. On to the real selection. And honestly, I like the selection we got here because it's not 
overly tatered. I would say that it's fairly middle of the road when you go from, you know, turkey to tater is your scale. <laughs> it's just the Thanksgiving dinner. But you know what? We did it this year because it's findable. And I think 2021 is about a findable year. I mean, it's not super easy to find, but it's not William LaRue Weller. What do you want to do? Do you want to do rye, bourbon, Irish, scotch? What you got? Let's just get rye over with. Rye not. <laughs> right now. You ready to rise to the occasion? I guess. I have to. This one's all right. Ooh. <laughs> all Same right, jokes from right, every episode. Right. Let's go. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're nothing if not consistent. <laughs> Let's do it. You got any rise you want to give a shout out to before we jump into our winner for Rye of the Year? No, not not a rye I guy? I don't think so, but I do want to mention that like this rye, the wax is all torn off and it's got like a Trump toupee on it. It's very senator-ish. <laughs> it does. It looks really fantastic. You can look flip exactly it over and like it's like that. all combed forward and it's just like complete tater hair. <laughs> oh, it looks it looks great. It really does. Um, I'll give a couple shout outs to some rise. How about uh, Riverset? Davidson's pick of Riverset's 117 proof, 36 bucks. Love that one. Yeah. I won a 2020 Thomas H. Handy in Argonauts Whiskey Wednesday. And that is an unbelievably good rye, but it's from 2020. So I don't think it can take the cake for rye of the year in 2021. Going back to getting lucky, I uh, bought this rye that we're going to give here rye of the year. The Proof and Wood Senator Argonaut Store Pick. Bought this from Argonaut on a whim. Entered into Whiskey Wednesday. Beat out probably a thousand other people to win a 2020 handy. So the way this works for Whiskey Wednesday is they do a, a program where if you buy a store pick, you can put your name into a box and be entered to win something that they have in the collection. Like it's a Buffalo Trace Antique collection. It's a, a Pappy, a Van Winkle Reserve, a Thomas H. Handy, uh, an Old Fitz, a Birthday Bourbon, whatever the case is. Some super stupid mega allocated bottle that you can buy from them at cost. Um, super, super cool. Or not at cost, at MSRP. And I bought this rye, entered in, won the Handy. Amazing. I don't know how many people entered in that time. Probably a lot. I got super lucky. Liquor buyer calls me, and you know him. It's Trevor Trevor Williams. He's been on the show. He called me, and he said, hey, Mike. And I said, hey, Trevor. I can't believe I won the handy. That's amazing. And he's like, oh, yeah, you also won a Stag Junior. I'm calling you because you, you won one of those, too, from one of the other picks. I'm like, holy shit, I just won the lottery. <laughs> got the handy. Got the Stag Junior. I was on my way to Dallas to compete in world's top whiskey tasters, Southwest regionals. And luck must've been with me. Cause I won that, that too. Got incredibly lucky. And that's how I lucked into some of the bottles that I, I got that are super mega allocated ones this year. Um, dumb luck. So if you can't build relationships, you better be lucky. Anyways, let's get back to it. Whiskey here. The Senator from Proof and Wood. That's Dave Schmier's brand. He was on the show as well. Check out that episode. Check out the episode with Argonaut Liquors and Trevor Williams because he's talking about their store in Denver, Colorado. They came together to create something absolutely create and pick something absolutely fantastic here in this Senator single barrel. So let's get into it. It's not great that they have two stars on the bottle and it looks like a rating. But I don't think they were going for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like two right, stars. right above age at least six years it says two stars. It says age six years. You are right, right? <laughs> two well, it's two out of two. 
That's what it is. Yeah, well, that's 100% in my book. All right. You want to get a nose palette finish on this bad boy? Yeah. So let's do a quick overview of the Senator here. 107.8 proof, and it's aged six years. And this is a sourced MGP rye that's bottled in Connecticut at Proof and Wood. So on the nose, I just get an overwhelming, like, you know those, like, root beer bottle cap candies? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I get that. Get a lot of vanilla oak that comes through. But that really dominates even more than, like, the rye spices typically would. I don't get as much of that. I just get, like, a root beer note. Yeah, I like that root beer candy a lot. I get, like, a toasted marshmallow there, too. I think it's got a really nice, inviting uh, inviting nose. Easy on the nose. Let's move on to the palate. I tasted a little bit of this, and I think it just has this super easy to drink, lot of maraschino cherry, and then it ramps up huge into like cherry cough syrup and like lingering grape cough syrup, like a Nyqu- like a Nyquil almost, like a like a swirling of syrups, cough syrups. Po up them, po up that purple drink. Whew. All right. <laughs> and it's got this long, lingering, like medicinal fruits taste to it. And that might not be everybody's cup of tea, but it sure is for me. I love that taste. Really, yeah. really fantastic flavors. Super robust. Very unique. I'm enjoying it a whole lot. I was going to say one of the same things of like that cherry cough syrup. But it a lot of the rice spices come to fruition. The There's a lot of nutmeg. You know, I get like a molasses, that sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. But yeah, all of that mixed together with kind of what you were saying with like that kind of medicinalish cherry. I actually really like it. It's a bit of citrus, lemon, toasted oak there, all mixing together in the background. Yeah, or Love whatever that a else. Whole lot. Whatever you got in your spice cabinet. Yeah, whatever you got <laughs> in your spice cabinet. The whole spice cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> And moving on to the finish here, we're going kind of quickly on these because we got a lot to get through. Um, kind of prickly on the tongue. That rice spice sits there and, and leaves a little ember that burns around, but leaves a lot of more like medicinal cherry, uh, maybe some plum, a little bit of oakiness. Pretty well, juicy finish. Just kind of a lot of cinnamon on that sizzle before yeah. it yeah, moves into some of those notes that you're saying. I get that cinnamon for sure. I think pretty, that's pretty think long that's finish. Yeah. Long finish? Yeah, long finish. Yeah. Long episode tonight. <laughs> what are you gonna pull it up at? Will you Ooh. give us a score? Do we even do we usually score on best in class? Oh we'll yeah. Do it. I'll do it. Oh, we do it. I don't care. We I'll do, do it. I'll do whatever. Do it. I think I'm gonna pull this up. Poet Ups twenty twenty one straight rye whiskey. Of the year, the year, the senator. Uh, I don't know, maybe like a, like a nine nine point two. Ooh, girl! Because I, I'm I'm liking that that root beerish taste mm-hmm. to it. I think it's like what root beer should be as alcoholic because it has beer in the name. Anyway, yeah. what do you got? I think every senator should be forced to just you know rip a few drams of this before every session in DC. <laughs> Well, it is like a senator, right? You spend six years and you get two stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Damn, what a, <laughs> what a joke. Oh, served. Lord. You know what I'm going to give this? <laughs> What's that? I'm going to give this a 9.2 as well. Bam! How about that? Devin Boom. Mitchell coming in hot 
<laughs> Mike Alcott with the Mind Meld 9.2 Poet Up Whiskey Podcast Rye of the Year. The Senator from Proof and Wood, Mr. Dave Schmier, take a bow. Mr. Trevor Williams, Josh, the boys down at Argonaut, y'all take a bow too. Fantastic barrel pick. Love this one here. Um, it's gone. We drank it. Gone. <laughs> I keep it's telling dead. Everybody, when we first got this and we were drinking it, it was so delicious. I was like, this is like an easy shoe-in for Rye of the Year, literally to everyone. And <laughs> I sent two out to friends, one to my buddy, Justin, in Kansas, another one in the cost shipping group that I run. Um, and I went in like, I don't know, a couple days ago to Argonaut, and they still got 12 of them just sitting on the shelf. Wow. And I'm like, this Snaps is the, those up. This is the best effing Rye there is right now, and nobody's buying them. Cue the poet up effect. Yeah. Um, so funny enough, Ascot Awards with, um, Jay West take from r slash bourbon also on the show. Um, Fred Minnick, bunch of other celebrity tasters, Peggy No Stevens. They gave the Senator the standard edition, the Rye of the year last year for Ascot Awards. Oh, well, or maybe that go. was this year. I have to look again. Um, but yeah, um, it's just, it's too good. Get it. Get it now. This store pick is too good. The poet up effect. You ain't going to be able to find these. Throw this on the tater list allocated hiding behind cabinets from now on you know we went to washington dc and we rode scooters around to the national mall and if you're wondering what that's got to do with anything it wasn't segways and i love a good segue right into our next section bourbon yeah that was that was really bad we did go to dc though and and run around i got the uh, speaking of proof and wood a uh uh it's called the Stranger, seven-year Polish whiskey from Proof and Wood. Super, super good. Very unique. Keep an eye out for cool stuff like that if you go to D.C. because you buy any allocated bottle out there for full secondary price in a store that they keep at 90 degrees and the clerks are sweating. It was a weird experience. All right. Back <laughs> to the story here. On to bourbon. Love a, a seamless transition into another category. Into another wild turkey. What Presents... Were- Russell's Reserve. Russell's Reserve. 13 year. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> that is going to be our bourbon of the year. Before we jump into that, though, any other bourbons that need a shout out, Mike? Oh, yeah. See those gears cranking. What are you thinking? Big shout out to Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Whew, every you ever, you year. Had, every ever, year. Every quart. You ever had so a bad good. one? Oh, my God. They're all so good. I mean, honestly, I think B520. Had a chance at the throne last year. I think we. Um, I've never even mentioned that because I just know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof always fantastic. You see that on the shelf? It's gone immediately. Single barrel barrel proofs coming Oof. out now too, which is awesome. I got a couple of Stag Juniors that are banging good. One from our boys down at Argonaut. The other one from Dave Co. Fifty two eighty whiskey. And we used to not like those that much. We used to think they were drank a little hot. The one we had was bad. Honestly, but and now, these ones no, these they're, have been they're, great. They're yeah. fantastic. One's 133 proof, drinks so much under that. The other one's got this like green Jolly Rancher flavor to it. Those are fantastic. Any Knob Creek store pick, fantastic. Love, not not any of them. I've actually had one that was kind of air. It's a 14 and a half here from Central Park Liquors. Really? And it was air? No, you know what? I think that one, the after it sat in the bottle five. for a while, opened up and was much better. Mm. If the person knows what they're doing and they get a good pick, man, they're fantastic. Love those. We've ones. done the picking process, and you know sometimes there's just not that much to pick from, and you want to sell as a store, so eh, it's hit or miss. Yep, 
And so let's get into this Russell's Reserve 13 here. If you remember the story, I think I told this. I almost shit my pants in a total line trying to get this. So you're welcome, Devin. Hope you enjoy it. And Katie's here and Rose is enjoying some too. And we gave away a sample of this on our wild turkey episode, the Russell's Reserve 13. And like I said, uh, bathrooms are clogged up at Total Wine. I had to stay around a little bit longer than I wanted to, put in a very uncomfortable situation. They put the Yamazaki up on the wall, and then they put the cases of uh, Russell's Reserve 13 up. And I went up to the clerk, and I was like, hey, can I get a bottle of that Russell's Reserve 13? She's like, over the Yamazaki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know it, but only because I, yeah, not only because I have a, a Yamazaki at home, but because I've been looking everywhere for one of these, they've been very hard to find. It is a fantastic bourbon. So we're going to tell you all about it. It's missing McConaughey's signature, though. It's got Jimmy Russell, yeah. Eddie Russell, but not Matthew McConaughey. That's I not guess a- they just couldn't afford those rights. That is not all right, all right, all right. <sighs> So onto the nose for this Russell's thirteen, Mike. What do you got? Ooh, that's a nosing. Uh, mm. Wow. What do I got? <laughs> <laughs> Super interesting nose. A lot of buttered popcorn, sharp dusty rye spice, milk chocolate, cacao, vanilla, salted caramel. Devin's <laughs> <laughs> joking to death. Spell it over here. Sorry. It's first timer. Um, well, let's let's talk it. It's a 13-year-old whiskey, right? And this is at 57.4%, 114.8 proof. Um really interesting like lime note pops up here or there. And it's not always present. It's plain peekaboo when you got your nose in the glass. It's super interesting. Put your nose at the top of the glass, a uh, dusty barnyard hay. Get that? Nose at the bottom of the glass, I get this seared oak and campfire smoke. That's kind of indicative of like this earthy wild turkey scent that I get on this whiskey that I really, really enjoy on Kentucky Spirits, Russell's Reserves, Wild Turkey 101. How about you, Devin? What are you sniffing over there? I think you had me a buttered popcorn. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I don't think we've ever really said that before about a whiskey. Oh, you have. Nika. I have. 17. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The king of Japanese whiskeys. We don't have any tonight, though. But, yeah, get a lot of the buttered popcorn. And I was going to say the lime note. You made it sound cooler because it, like, phases in and out like a lime that hasn't been mixed in your drink. So, everyone, it's like a Chipotle burrito. Like, if you don't mix it, like, sometimes it's just like, (laughs) that's way too much meat. And then sometimes it's like, oh, that was only lettuce. Wow. That is a perfect analogy. That's, That's the lime. That's the line I was going to say, here. phasers set to line, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's dumb as hell. So <laughs> your Chipotle analogy really takes the cake. <laughs> right. But yeah, I agree with most of that, and I'm getting the same stuff. Cool. Let's move on to the palate here. So Devin's tasting this. I wrote a review about this. It's on Reddit. You can find it there if you want. Just go to R Bourbon, search Russell's Reserve 13. Tells the whole story about how I almost crapped my pants waiting for this, but... Also gets into some of these uh, some deep notes here and a pretty fun conversation. Um, Devin, you ready to talk about it? On the palate, still getting a bunch of that lime, which I love because I just absolutely love limes in general in all drinks. But getting that lime, getting that lemon, you know, a lot of toasted oak, cinnamon mixed in, maybe like maybe like a little bit of green grape 
to it also getting all that stuff and well that's all stuff you can sign me up for because that's some good Hell stuff yeah speaking of limes those getting? are the scooters we rode around the mall in dc there you go love it when it comes full circle yeah <laughs> oh man i'm kind of mad at limes though because we sliced up a bunch of limes for a party and nobody had any nobody we're had like who any doesn't put limes, limes in their drinks wow. well you know what i do and i like this russell's 13 are you nobody because it's got a limes because nobody puts limes in their drinks but you do Anyway, I like manner. this Russell 13. It's got a bunch of lives <laughs> in it. <laughs> what are you getting on the panel, Mike? Stimulating conversation. I think it's um, plummy. It explodes onto the tongue. You get a, a lot of uh, lemon, citrus, apple. I think that's where that, that lime really shines through. Yeah. Tons of chocolate. Very chocolatey, I think. Um, a lot of black pepper, salted caramel. In my official review, I said it's like... Drinking a liquid hot Milky Way rolled around in black pepper and hay, but in the best way possible, like Milky Way and black pepper and like Rose is making this like, uh, type of face at me, but holy shit. Yeah. Katie too is here. That's, uh, and then with a squeeze of lime, <laughs> with a squeeze of touch of lamb, phasers set to lime. <laughs> <laughs> Fade to lime. <laughs> Fade to lime. Really stands out in the limelight. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Now I knew we would get there eventually. We'd have something not dumb, but yeah, it's like a, a liquid, spicy, hot Milky Way and black pepper and hay, which like doesn't sound appealing, but on the palate, good God, this is amazing. Really fantastic. Drink smooth. It's good. What you got on that finish there? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, what's on the finish? Oh. On the finish here, I think that uh, that pepper is translating nice. Lime kind of fades, picking up on the cherry. And it's pretty long, I think. What do you think? Like medium to long? I'd give it a medium what do you long. On the finish? Yeah. Medium to long. No, I'm turning it over. What do, what, what do you got on the finish? I agree with those. I think that's great. Um, and he's reading his review, so it's going to sound way better than everything I said. But go ahead, Mike. No, the reviews get classed <laughs> up. I wrote this in, I wrote this in iambic pentameter actually. So, and then I wrote a haiku about it as well. But it was on Notepad, so nobody takes it seriously. I actually didn't do any of that. But it is peppery, dark chocolate, really simmers around the mouth. Fantastic stuff. Um, tiramisu. And light vanilla and coffee. That's what I got. Medium long. The review sounds a whole lot better than I that. Get, I get some of those coffee notes. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I like your cherry note. I think that's one that I that I missed previously. But yeah, I definitely see that there. Um, very, very robust. A fantastic whiskey. Good God, I wish I could get more of these. I'd buy a case if I could. Absolutely outstanding. The proof, the age... The flavor, the nose, the palate, everything about this damn bottle of whiskey is phenomenal. It's a step up from the 10, and the ten's not bad, but this is a step up. Okay, Mike, what are you going to pull this up at? Thanks, Devin. I'm really glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, this is on my mind. <laughs> I'm going to pull this up. My official review says a 9.2, but tonight I'm inspired. I'll give this a 9.6. It's a damn fine whiskey. 
one of the finest ever. That Russell's Reserve Wild Turkey Mash Bill just speaks to me. And you get a 13-year-old at this proof, this is fucking fantastic stuff. Pardon my French. 9.6, huh? Devin, what are you going to pull this up at? Um... I think I'm at like a 9.4, hmm. 9.3, 9.4 range, but I'll go up to 9.4. There you have it. But I like that. I like that lime. I like that lime. You can scoot on out of here on that lime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely delicious stuff. If I could meet Jimmy Russell, Eddie Russell, and Matthew McConaughey, find a way to shake all three of their hands at the same time. I don't logistically know how I'm going to do that. I mean, but you have a few other appendages that probably shouldn't be used. <laughs> I give it's them up to you. <laughs> I give them a big old hug and fanboy so hard over this damn <laughs> bottle of whiskey because it's that good. Russell's Reserve Store Picks, Kentucky Spirits, Rare Breeds. The whole damn family of Russell's Reserve stuff is just what a banging lineup. And But the 13 it, takes the cake. If you it's, ever it's see it. It's not even close. It's just so good. If you ever see it, buy it now. <laughs> buy it now. That's <laughs> <laughs> what everybody wanted was a little bit of metal yeah. core on the show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you have it. The Russell's Reserve 13 Poet Up Whiskey Podcast Bourbon of the Year. <laughs> All righty. We're moving on to Irish. and Irish whiskey. There you go. I can't do an Irish accent. I really can't. I don't think this is... Good, I'm just going off a of Shrek. There you go. <laughs> Shrek. Shrek. Shrek, I barely knew him. <laughs> Woo! Um, a big shout out to Writer's Tears again. Really love Writer's Tears. Got a oh, Writer's Tears cask strength that I really enjoy. And even the uh, the Red Breast, Red cast, Breast strength. cast strength. You can never Fantastic. go wrong there. Fantastic. Middleton crushing it. And our winner for Irish Theater, another Middleton product from, would you see that? Mitchell and Sons. Devin, cool. did you make this? N- uh, no. I didn't make it. Uh, Blue Spot, seven-year cask strength. Absolutely fell in love with this when I had a friend from Ohio send me a bottle. Then a bunch popped up here. I bought them all, sent them to my friends at cost. Love this one. So let's jump into it. Nose, palace finish. All right, Mike, what do you got on the nose? It's rich. Tons of fruit, sawdust. Big old scoop vanilla ice cream. Not a big old scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, no. not not as much. Not the Jameson stuff. Um, sawdust, super interesting. Pineapple, really, really interesting. Um, brown sugar, cinnamon. I do get some vanilla on there. Not a big old yeah, scoop of vanilla ice cream. Um, some like red apple pipe tobacco lingering around. Like really, 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 really unique. Um, doesn't smell like any other Irish that I've smelled before. How about you? They get a lot of that tobacco. It's got some more like citric scents to it. Yeah. Than a lot of the other Irish whiskeys that I think I've had. I like that sawdust note. I think that oh, actually, yeah. that comes through a lot. What a weird note, but it's so enticing. It happens on some whiskeys and then it just doesn't happen on some whiskeys. I never go into a carpenter's shop and I'm like, put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in my <laughs> But this <laughs> yeah, it's right. inviting. Yeah. How about uh how about on the palate? What you got? Oh man, on the palate. 
Oh, Lord, he taking a sip. Taking a little sip. Oh, Lord, he's sipping. I will say one prominent note that I get from it, just because I think it's weird. I'm getting kind of like a like a pomegranate mm, okay. to it. Pomegranate mixed in with that vanilla and those citrus notes. And the sawdust comes through, but I'm getting pomegranate. Okay, cool. I think it's... Uh, what do you get? Thanks for asking. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I think thanks, a, thanks for thinking. I think it's very leathery on the mouthfeel. That's pretty unique. Lots of black pepper, clove, plum, raisin, apple, tons of fruity notes. Transform into like a, a effervescent, a nice bubbly spice on the back end. There's a little bit of anise, like a licorice note there too that lingers on that, that back end. Um, super interesting palate, really enjoyable. Like the anise note, yeah, a little bit, yeah. All right, how about uh, how about finish? I'm gonna take a take a little bit more of the hit of Grandpa's cough syrup here, and I was tell you say about you can't the... say Kentucky Chew, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, tell you about that finish. <laughs> Get another uh, Irish bar fighting punched in the mouth. <laughs> Turning it over to Mike for the finish. Got mildly tannic, long-lasting, nice ember of heat, dark chocolate cacao, cherry, light astringent oak. A little bit of licorice remains there. A lot of the same notes as the palate, but I think all of it transfers over pretty well. I think it's probably... It's pretty long. I think everything we've had on this so far has been long finishes. That's what we like. We like those finishes long. Mm-hmm. Also, like oh, most of them have been cast strain, so like, like it's kind of a gimme. Nothing left to do but scow it up. Who, in terms of Irish whiskeys, this is very good, very good. I don't know if it's like m- my number one category, but from the Irish whiskeys that I've had, which is probably I don't know, like forty, forty or fifty, probably trade. I'm going to go with probably 9.5. Ooh, girl. We're back on the mind meld. I give it a 9.5 as well. Fantastic Irish whiskey here. Here's the thing. Does this drink smell or taste or finish like an Irish whiskey that you've ever had? Not typically, but I haven't had a ton of cast strength Irish whiskeys other than probably the Red Breast. Yeah. The 12 cast strength. But this is much more dynamic, and it, there's a lot more to it than that. And I'm not downgrading Red Breast 12 cast strength. It's fantastic. But, like, th- there's a lot to this one, and I really, really enjoy the taste and kind of just that experience to it. So no, so no, I guess is the answer (laughs) to the question in a long winded effort. Yeah. And I I tried this, I I wrote a review nine months ago and I'm blown away every time I drink this because I think it's that good. Another note is kind of like, um, like a metallic tinge in like essential oils. Like the spots smell like essential oils to me. Like there's this weird, like borderline, um, What's the essential oil that I'm looking like eucalyptus note kind of on the nose and then it's kind of like minerally on the palate. Not the whole cabinet. Yeah, not, not a whole cabinet yeah, of essential, of essential oils. oils. 
It's a MLM, multi-level marketing case of essential oils that we're getting here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I wrote this review and I'm like, easy shoeing for Irish whiskey of the year. And I'm like, it tastes nothing like an Irish whiskey I've had. It drinks nothing like that. And so Rose is talking to me and she goes, all right, well, let me get this straight. Your favorite Irish whiskey so far of the year does nothing indicative of an Irish whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. You it's know what, completely Mike? Unique. Maybe Irish whiskey's not for you. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. We love Irish whiskey. A big old scoop <laughs> of vanilla ice cream. It's something way outside of that. Blue note, blue, blue note, blue spot, cask strike, seven year from Middleton. Absolutely fantastic. Non chill filtered. Non chill filtered. Get yourself a bottle. It that's is selling point for you. Wonderful. Alrighty, let's move on. We're going to do Japanese next. And admittedly, I didn't drink a lot of Japanese this year. And we've got something outside of Nika. Because you couldn't really get it. I mean, actually, you really couldn't. I Olympics. bought a decent amount. I bought the, you know, the non-age statements of Miyagikyo and Yoichi. And we've had a couple Nika from the barrels. What else did we buy Japanese? I am seeing a lot of Nika from the barrel popping up. And I think it's because Japanese whiskey passed a law about what Japanese whiskey is. Oh, really? And Nika from the barrel doesn't qualify anymore. Because it's 100 blended whiskeys? They blend it with Van <laughs> Nevis and Scotch. There you go. So I think they're trying to get rid of that before that actually goes into effect. But Well, that sounds fine to me because if you put that on the shelf, I will throw money at it. Oh, it's great. Fantastic no problem. stuff. But we love Nika. Miyagikyo, Yoichi, Pure Malt, Pure Malt 17, ah. Coffee Malt, Coffee Grain. Everything they're doing is great, except for what was the Nika Nika days. Yeah, that, that was that not doesn't great. count. That, that was like count. that was like that's like the competitor to Toki, basically. Yeah, basically. And I think that's what it was. Think about um, Olympics. We're out, right? You yeah, know, they're trying to keep some whiskey in house. Japanese whiskey is hard as hell to find, but Suntory is getting even harder too. I you just see Hakushu twelves super high, but just Mike found. just pulled found. this off. Yamazaki 18 at total wine. And the price was $400. It's not, that's actually not bad. Devin in the US. find that for less than $800 in Japan three years ago. So I had to settle with a single po for, I don't know, I don't remember. It was like 40 bucks. Yeah. Maybe for right. a two ounce glass. And yep. I, I thought, you know what? When, try in, it. when in Japan. Yep. Have to do it. Yep, exactly. So we took a look at our Japanese selection here, and I drank some Ohishi. Ohishi is kind of like, it's kind of olive to me, like um, like a martini instead of like a whiskey. It's very interesting. Kayo I like a lot. I still have some Habiki Masters blend Ooh, that Kyo you brought Kyo Castrain. Yeah, Two Kyo years Castrain ago we had great. on Best in Class. Mm-hmm. But this year's winner, the Yamazaki 12-year. And that's just a straight staple in Japanese whiskey. Absolutely. If you've ever wanted to try anything, that's not a terrible place to start. From Suntory, reminder that they now own Jim Beam. So Knob Creek, Basil Hayden's, Jim Beam, Booker's, Maker's Mark. It's all Japanese whiskey now. Maybe not entirely. You want to trigger some some people (laughs) from Kentucky? That's the the thing to say right there. You just say, hey, Jim Beam is Japanese whiskey. What did you say? (laughs) That's how they... (laughs) Talk in Kentucky, I don't know. <laughs> we know some <laughs> Yeah, you'll soon find out when you go to Bardstown. And none of them speak like that. But 
<laughs> Still a hilarious joke. Suntory <laughs> is ever expanding. So let's dive into this Yamazaki 12. We gotta pull it up first. Stick with us for a minute. We know it's a long episode. Alrighty. Yamazaki 12, what you got under those? Tons of honey, tobacco. Okay. A little bit of like maybe like red apple, like a red apple to it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which we tried a little bit of the Hakushu off on the side. Too, no, the we 12. did. Yeah, we Green had to. Apple. When you're drinking 12s, you got to drink them all. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't ask about nope. the Hibiki 12. Just don't. Going, going red apple I here. It. want that 17. Can't get it. But yeah, the, uh, the honey and tobacco really come through on this for me. Okay. I agree. A lot of honey tobacco. I also get tons of pear and just oak. And the Japanese use a Mizunura oak. Oh, Mizunura oak. Oh. A Mizunura oak, which <laughs> I, I feel like if you smell Nika brands and Suntory brands, and even on the Kayo and the Ohishi, you get that weird, it's a funk, well, it, funky oak smell. It is really different, too. And, I mean, they put it on the bottles that they use the Mizunura oak. It, it is a lot different than the typical used fresh bourbon barrel oaks that they would mm-hmm. actually get typically super expensive too oh it's very expensive yeah there's some bourbon companies doing misener oak <laughs> blends or misener oak whatever bourbons and they're stupid expensive so really inviting nose there's some candied scents there i'm really liking yeah, it a lot let's, of candy let's to move it. on to the yeah. um let's move on to the palettes we get there you want to start us off oh yeah in palette land mm-hmm Lots of coconut right when it hits your tongue. And we stole that right off the box here, too, because we were drinking Blue Note 17, completely unrelated, but we got a lot of coconut there kind of mid-palate. And we're searching for coconut, and it hits you right on the palate at the beginning of the drinking experience. Tons of tobacco, lots of red apple, super, super buttery. It's a really, really buttery whiskey. Might be the most buttery whiskey that I've ever had. Smoky, tobacco. Great, well-rounded. What are you getting, Devin? Also might be the most tobacco whiskey I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Japanese whiskey is pretty famous for having, like, tobacco scents here and there. But, like, Yamazaki 12 just kind of has tobacco throughout. It's got it on the nose. It's got it on the palate. It's got it on the finish. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Pre-Dayton. Anyway, it's like, it just has a lot of that. And that's a very welcomed note for me just because it's fairly original when you actually look at the other different types of whiskey. I mean, in Japan, it shows up in a lot of different things, but I I think it comes through the most on the Yamazaki and it just lingers throughout all the phases. Nice. How about the finish? You want to talk about that? On the finish, it's just, it's kind of all just transferring through, you know, that tobacco, that honey, that pear, that coconut. Mm. It's not, it doesn't really, it's not super dynamic through the different phases, but all of it just kind of transfers through almost straight from the nose, almost. Well, palate, we're including the coconut and everything, but yeah. All, All reliable there. Reliable but it's, good. It's a little one-dimensional, but it's fantastic flavors. Cinnamon, tobacco, long lingering, 
great whiskey. So, before we give it a score, 12 years, this is 43%. It's 86 proof. When I first tried it, I thought it drank a little hot. But, that being said, I think it's fantastic now that we're diving into it again. And maybe it's a little bit more on the, excuse me, back end of our lineup. So, I've had some liquid lubrication in my system, but really, really easy, delicious, staple of Japanese whiskey. What would you post up at? I'm at 9.3. Ooh, a 9.3. Okay. And I like just the fact that if you're looking for something with kind of a tobacco note to it, this is more than probably some of the other Japanese whiskeys. And if you're, you know, you're lounging around and looking for that on that night, I mean, that's fantastic. I can't think of a better whiskey to go to than this. All right. Huge score, 9.3. I think in for me, I'd, I'd give it a 9. Okay. A little lower. A, a, okay. An exceptional score, though. A 9 is still exceptional. It's up there in the top echelon of all whiskeys. Anything above 9.5 is like the pinnacle of everything a whiskey should strive to. Someday we'll find a 10. Someday. But we've been close. Yeah, it's true. We've been damn close. Fantastic whiskey. Harder and harder to find. They're popping up here or there for a good price. I got an 18. I absolutely lucked out. I can't wait to try that. Maybe an anniversary, Christmas, birthday, something like that. Crack that bad boy open. Um, There you have it. The Yamazaki 12 from Suntory. Let's move on to the last and final tasting, scotch. Yeah, any scotches you want to give a shout out to? I know you got a couple you like a lot. Oh, man. I think I've only mentioned it four times this episode, but you know I'm a Talisker 10 guy. Tally 10, baby. Man, Talisker 10. I don't know. know. We haven't even said this for a while, but Punch is way outside its weight class. Fucking A. Punch is way outside its weight class. (laughs) Devin and Katie threw a housewarming party, and they had some Talisker 10 there, and I poured up a little. I poured up a little bit. Who? And holy shit, it's so good. It's so good. What a fucking great whiskey. And I went over to Rose's Rose's brother and sister-in-law, and I was like, try some of this. And they're like, this is amazing. Where can I get it? And I was like, everywhere. Pretty much anywhere. (laughs) You just got to buy it. And they're like, we're taking notes right now. We're writing this down. And I was like, hell yeah, you are. Talisker 10. That was Devin's Whiskey of the Year last year. There you go. It's the whiskey of every year for me. What else you got? What other scotches? Except for right now. Oh, man. Other scotches that I loved this year. And I brought over tonight. We didn't drink them. The Bowmore 15. Mm, Bowmore. Thought that was fantastic. And the Glen Dronich 15-year mm. revival. Glen Dronich, love it. It's back. It was discontinued, back, I don't know, maybe like three years ago. revived. <laughs> it, I mean, it was always named revival. So Yeah, well, it's back from the dead now. It was meant to be revived, straight <laughs> from the name. But I like that one a lot. What do you got? Scotches. Uh, scotches, Laphroaig, Laphroaig cask strength, anything Glen Morangy. I also got a Glendronic that I like, the peated. Really, oh, really okay, like the that peated. one a lot. Yeah, the peated. Interesting. I didn't even know that was an expression. Yeah, the peated. That one kind of flies under the radar when you're looking at the 12, 15, 21, 18. You, you lose track of the peated. I don't like the 12 that much. Okay, that's I fair. I would rather just buy like a Balvini 12 or something. Anything Glenmorangy. Quinta Rubin, La Santa, original, 15-year Cadball Estate. 
I can't imagine how good the other limiteds are and the the Signet and all those other more expensive ones that I just am too cheap to shell out the money on right now. Um, Balvenie, love me some Balvenie. Talisker, keep trying to get the eight-year cask strength 2021 limited edition. It's only available in Europe right now. Soon, be still my beating heart. Eight-year cask strength Talisker. Can't wait to try that one out. But... Our Scotch of the Year is none other from another friend we've had on the show. Drum roll, please. It is the ultimate single malt Scotch whiskey, Balachin. It's an 11-year cask strength Balachin. First fill sherry butt, 11-year whiskey. This comes from r slash scotch which is Reddit. And you know who the mod of r slash scotch was? I do. I believe it's Take. That's been on the Take. episode. There you go. He's been on the show. Our boy Jay West from Whiskey Raiders, moderator of r slash bourbon, was also the moderator of r slash scotch. He chose this pick. I bought it for that reason alone. And it turns out a guy that's written like over 3,000 whiskey reviews knows what the hell he's talking about. So absolutely fantastic whiskey here. Um, also, like, how often do you see a cast strength scotch? Not very often. Like, they're pretty rare. What is that? Yeah, a lot of scotch can you, drinkers Can want you name that any proof. other cast strength scotch, like, right now? Uh, it comes from a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like a single barrel program. An independent distributor. Okay. Um Highland Park 18. Gordon McPhail. Oh, that's right. The McPhail yeah. was a cast strength, which we also had on the show. Lafroy cask strength. The Talisker cask well, strength. Well, yeah. I, I guess I was get. thinking of the non Islas. Yeah, yeah, right. But. Because that's outside of semi-common. Those, outside island. of those three, like, I really got nothing on cask yeah. strength scotch. A lot of cask strength, a lot of scotch comes at 80 proof, 90 proof. Not a lot of high proof scotches. I think it's kind of indicative of scotch. You drink it as smooth and easy to drink. That's fair. This, I was honestly the first. So Take chose this. I bought a bottle. I drank a sip. And honestly, I was offended. I was like, what is this? It's like someone just dumped a cigar in a bottle of fruit punch and tried to age it for 11 years. Sounds good and to me. I thought it was the most offensive thing ever. And then I drank like eight drams that night. I just couldn't stop. And I watched this bottle disappear instantly, and I always say the proof is in the pudding. That bottle went so fast that I bought a second one, which we're about to crack open and drink on the show here. Like, literally crack open. It's not even opened yet. Yeah. No, it's got the here red. Here it goes right now. Red top, everything. We're going to pop it. We're going to pop lock and drop it right now. I'm powered up. What are you getting on the nose over there? The nose is wild on this bottle. The wild turkey. It's like seven seventy nine eighty <laughs> Pompeii when Mount Vesuvius blew up in Italy. What year did Mount Vesuvius blow up in Italy? Can we pause it? Let's look that up. Guess what? We did look it up. It was seventy nine eighty. Your boy got it right. But like smoke and ashen brimstone smells on this. There's this like floral sherry smokiness. 
maybe like a, a some light fruit and fresh air and grass on there. Like what a bizarre nose. The first time I tried this, I was just literally offended by it. But it blossomed into a, a beautiful thing where I drank the entire bottle. So what that's, are you a, that's on a really interesting take on it too. Cause like <laughs> now that you mentioned that I am getting kind of like a, like slightly kind of sulfurous, salty. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, smoky. Well, obviously peaty. Like Old Testament fire and brimstone shit. Yeah, like way before yeah. you know the Bible was like toned down. Yeah, that stuff. Look, I grew up as a Methodist, and a little history into me. I know we're already at whatever our fucking time on this. We're way over time, but hey, best in class episode. We gotta tell stories. We gotta have fun here. I grew up very religious, and Methodist was here's what the Bible says but you should form your own beliefs. So we read Old Testament, and it's like fire, brimstone, God's wrath. And the New Testament is, is like, hey, Jesus loves you. <laughs> like, hey, guys. You know, like, Golden rule. Hold treat, hand. Your, treat yourself how you want to be treated, or treat others how... Treat yourself how you want to be treated. <laughs> 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 Boo, this guy. Treat <laughs> others how you want to be treated. And we're like, it's a stark juxtaposition. Juxt... There's a stark juxtaposition of uh, you better obey or wrath of God versus, hey, Jesus loves you. And I'm getting some fire and brimstone on this for sure. All right. I guess that sums it up. If you want an Old Testament whiskey, <laughs> this is the scotch for you. You know it. That's what I That's what I heard from all that. There you have Old Testament nose on this Balachin cask strength. <laughs> Old Testament does. How about that? Get at me. For the most pretentious smell and note ever on a whiskey. Fire and brimstone, Old Testament. All right. I don't know how I can add to that on the palate. <laughs> um, but yeah, super sherry, very smoky. Yeah. If we're being real here. Yeah, the sulfurous, a little salty. Like it's it's super, super interesting. And um, transfers to the palate too. A lot. Yeah. Let's let's chat about that. that. What else are you getting on the palate? It's like there? a salty Sulfury, hot spring. You know, I I get some cherry behind it, and I definitely get that sherry wine cask finish. Oh yeah, all of that through out the palate, and it's strong too. It it's very present. Yeah, it's strong. Like trying to arm wrestle the Polish mafia, strong. Like it just gets in there and explodes with sherry cask peatiness the smoke as soon as it touches your mouth it starts crackling and there's this fiery like cinnamon sherry smoke it feels a little bit like somebody took a cigar and dumped it into fruit punch do you remember when we reviewed dalmore 15 and we're like oh it's like an ashed fruit punch hookah like a charred fruit punch that hookah. Was like super fruity and hookah yeah it's like that on steroids like just Everything to the next level. The alcohol, I think, helps ramp up that explosion of flavors there. It's a crazy, crazy flavor on the palate. I do have to say, though, the typical person that is looking for a scotch might not necessarily be looking for this Mm -hmm. as much, but the typical bourbon drinker that wants Mm -hmm. to, like, try a scotch and be like, oh, wow, 
just be like absolutely wowed by it. I think this is probably the scotch for that person. Yeah. That's what I would say. It's got this like interesting back palate mineral water, white pepper explosion that comes in there. On top of that like sherry, peaty explosion of flavors. It is so dynamic. It's unbelievable. And I agree yeah, with that. A lot. If you're, there's a lot here. If you're a cask strength bourbon drinker, this is something that I think you're really going to love. All right, Devin. Got a little heated there on the nose and the palate. What you got for the finish? Tons of pepper and peat and salt and just everything that like a typical scotch would have subtle things of is just ramped up in this. Yeah. That's what I would say. It's scotch on steroids. Scotch on steroids. Yeah, and I'm getting all of that. I love the peat, the salt, the sherry influence, mm-hmm. but also like a nice, a nice like a uh, tart red apple peel, like apple skins kind of there, a little bit of pear just lingering around. It's still very like, it, it continues to it's have some that, fruits. that minerality it's throughout It's got it. minerals. Yeah, minerals. And it just sits there. Who knows how long? Very tannic on the sides of the mouth. Very, very sherry That's and juicy long. in the center of the palate. And it just sits there indefinitely. All I got to say is, wow. Our boy, Take, Jay West, has something special here. And I can't believe you can still buy this right now. I think it's 100 bucks from findrams.com. <laughs> go, I'm going to go buy another bottle right now. All right, Devin, end of the episode. Three sheets to the wind. What are you going to pull this up at? Thinking 9.7. Girl. It does a lot of the stuff that I think Talisker 10 does, but it does better and it's more peated. Mm. And Was that sherry influence? Oh, man, the sherry adds a ton of dynamic to it. I think I'm going to go with a 9.7. There you go. What do you got? Do you remember when we reviewed Octomore 6.1? It's Gives got, that a, it's 9. got 7. a little bit of Octomore-ish qualities, except a Not little less peated, yeah. for sure. I think I agree with you there. And this is something exceptional and something totally unique to all other scotches that I've had. It brings the fire and brimstone to the nose, to the palate, Incredibly robust flavors. The drinking experience is super dynamic. The finish is everlasting. Pretty sure the Foo Fighters wrote a song about it called Everlong. Just sits there forever on the palate. I think that's what it was from. You I know, think I think so, actually. Fifteen years before this Dave, whiskey. Dave Grohl. I think that's what it was about. Wrote he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but what an experience to drink this. And I think it's what every scotch and every whiskey should strive to be. And for that reason, I'm proud to give it my first ever 10 out of 10. There you have it. 10 out of 10. A 10 out of 10. And we've had a heated debate about what a 10 would be. But damn, this is an amazing scotch. But we've got to ask you, is that a 10 out of 10 for scotch? Or is that a 10 out of 10 for whiskey overall? Yes. Both. Wow. <laughs> there, there you go. Is. There it is. There the it first is. 10 out of 10 on Poet Up 
Whiskey Podcast, the ultimate single malt scotch whiskey from your host, Mike Alcohol. It lives up to its name, the ultimate single malt scotch whiskey, the R slash scotch, balachin, cask strength whiskey. It does hurt that it actually says the ultimate on the, the ultimate. bottle. Yeah, you but- know what? Well... <laughs> When you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think it's what every Scotch should strive to be in the PETA category, right? Sure. For what it is, it's unbelievable. The price point, the availability, there was no waiting in lines for this. There's no knowing somebody. You just go on r slash bourbon and r slash scotch and they go, hey, we're getting this Balachin cask strength here. I think it's well worthy of the 10 out of 10. It will not be the last 10 out of 10 that we give. We will always be hunting for those unicorns that define their genres, that push the needle for what whiskey should be. We will find another one, but I'm so excited and thrilled that this is the first one we have on the show here. All right. Just a huge shout out to Take Jay West for picking this one. It's basically my favorite scotch ever now, and I think you can still get it on findrams.com. That said, we are so far into this show, we want to sneak in a little added incentive. Just in case you're still around. Who's still listening? If you list, if you DM us the code word 10, I'll add 10 more entries to your Blanton's giveaway. Plus, if you've already DM'd us the word tater... I'll double your entries. So it's a great way to double down on this Blanton's giveaway by DMing the code word 10. Who's still listening? Guess we're going to find out. You cool with that, Devin? I love every bit of that. It's 10 entries because we had the first 10 out of 10. We're going to double them if you DM'd us tater. We're going to give away a bottle of Blanton's. How cool is that? Let's wrap it up. So without further ado... We had some phenomenal whiskeys here. I wanted to make Wild Turkey 101 my whiskey of the year. I truly did. I wouldn't let it happen. And so then we went into the tasting, and I tasted the Russell's Reserve 13 again tonight. And go, holy shit, that's good. Maybe that's whiskey of the year. Amazing stuff. Wish I had 12 more bottles of this. And then we dove into the Blue Spot 7. And I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing too. It's the best in class. What did we expect, right? We're going to drink good whiskeys here. The Yamazaki 12 I liked a whole lot more than I remembered as well. Can't wait to try the 18. But there's one, in my opinion, that stood out above all others. The ultimate single malt scotch whiskey. The Balachin 12, Balachin 11, cask strength. Unbelievable whiskey. I think that gets, hands down, the perfect 10 out of 10 my vote for whiskey of the year and it's non-gel filtered if you're cool with that <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> natural if you, color. if you really care <laughs> natural color too and it's dark uh, natural color it's really dark it is for I, actually you know what let's touch on that for a second yeah just to make this episode even longer uh-huh. yeah why not that's a really really dark color for an 11 year whiskey Leaven your scotch. Sorry. It's all the cigar ash they put in it. Yeah. <laughs> they just <laughs> empty the ashtray. That's how they get the flavor. 
All right, all right, we've said enough here. Let's close this out. Do you, are you in agreement with uh, the ultimate? It's Balachin as the whiskey it's of the year. It's pretty good. Two years in a row, you're going to choose a scotch as whiskey of the year, Devin. That's fine with me. There you go. The cream always rises to the top. Macho Man Randy Savage taught me that one. All right, let's close it out. Closing it out. It's been a wonderful year here. We couldn't do this without the support of our fans and patrons. You can find Poet Up on uh, poetup.com. Definitely follow us on Instagram for that Blanton's giveaway and more. That's at Poet Up Official. We got Patreons, patreon.com slash Poet Up. Uh, basically, if you Google Poet Up, we got better uh, SEO than Rihanna right now. So that's a search engine optimization. How about <laughs> that? Thanks, right. Devin. Finally beat him. Finally beat him. That's right. Come on, rude boy, boy, can you poe it up? Come on, rude boy, boy, can you poe it up? Look out for that Soldier Boy Stellum. Oh, Soldier Boy Stellum coming out. Single <laughs> barrel pick from yours truly, the Poet Up Whiskey Podcast crew. Slightly memed, but yeah, big gonna be a dank pick. And uh, I think that's all I got. This has been way too much fun. We love doing the show. Thank you so much for listening. We will be launching new episodes and content soon. Without anything else to say, this is your host, Mike Alcalt, signing off. Dead Mental signing off. Keep drinking tasty whiskeys. And remember, the best whiskeys are shared with friends. That's right. <laughs>